Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Good morning, Mr. Benny Mathers. Hello, hello, and happy early new year to you. I know. Happy new new year. Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Happy everything. A lot of it. Playing card day. Playing is this playing card day? It is playing card day. Oh, I gotta play cards. Yeah, I, I think a lot of works. people should dust off that old deck of cards and play with some friends or invite them over, you know, and play some yeah. knuckle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, this would be a great weekend to get together yes. with friends and, and have some fun. Yeah. And um I'll talk about astrology in a minute, but man, I'm so ready to sweep it out the door. Thanks, 2023. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any uh, <laughs> clever sayings, but I don't want to look back. <laughs> it was okay. But... It was it was okay. Yeah, 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 it was okay. 2024, yeah, everybody's like, Loretta, what's coming in 2024? I'm yeah. like, well. On for more, 2024. <laughs> hey, just came up with that. Hey, hey, whoa. Right there. On for more, 2024. I'm I giving myself a round of applause for that one. Woo! Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> I love it. You did it. Thank you. I think it's really, really great. Yeah. Yep. 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 Did you have a nice Christmas? Yeah. Pretty quiet, actually. Uh, the kids uh, on both sides of our families uh, went to their uh, perspective, you know, other partner, you know, friends and family. Yep. That was, yep. We had a really quiet house. It was just me and the girlfriend. We just hung out, watched a couple of movies, and just, oh, we made soup. Oh, <gasps> soup. <laughs> Soup is good. It yeah. was a good day for soup. I it was perfect day for it. A perfect day for yeah. soup. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a quiet Christmas and uh, Chris uh, with my son. Mm-hmm. And then my thing is, people are like, "Well, was it good?" And I go, "I says he made pie. Oh. <laughs> pie is good." What was the it's choice? What was the choice? Blueberry pie. Oh, excellent! And it was big and thick. Of course, like. He had so many blueberries in there. You know how berry pies can cook down. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was good. Sounds, I'm just saying. Thank you. Sounds Master delish. Chef. Yeah, sounds That's delish. what I call him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was delish. Right anyway, it's great. So anyway, uh, like I said, I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis located right here in Seattle. And um, to, this evening, this is December 28th today. This evening, I have my end of the year prayer bundle. It's also called the despacho. And it's just a ceremony to, um, you know, say goodbye to the honor of what happened this year, say goodbye to it and, and, uh, and, and call in our intentions for 2024. I actually am usually full, but this evening I actually have some in-person places still available and I'm also doing it via zoom. So you can do it both ways. And if you want to come to the end of the year uh, despacho, the prayer bundle. Just go to schedule.reikioasis.com and sign up and do it right now. Um, also, if you cannot uh, join via Zoom, I usually record things, but I gotta tell you, this is something you need to be there. Uh, you need to attend it because you do participate in what it is that we do. And a lot of people say this is one of the most powerful things that I do. I think it just helps us reset. And um, so anyway, that's this evening, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at Reiki Oasis and uh, sign up schedule.reikioasis.com. And so, well, like I said, here we are. Here we are. It's the end of December 2023 and it's the end of the year 2023. And 
uh, it was weird. It went by slow and it went by fast. We've also uh, arrived on the other side of the winter solstice. We're on the other side of Christmas, Boxing Day, and many other holidays. And we just had a big full moon in Cancer, a very emotional, sensitive, feely, feely moon. And we're still in it. So how did 2023 treat you? What happened, right? How did December treat you? What happened? And this last week, as I said, many people have been sensitive and emotional. And you know what? It's really okay. I always tell people, you know, your feelings are okay. It's okay. Let's bring them in and then let's just, you know, let's take a look at them. Tomorrow, December 29th, Venus moves out of deep reflective Scorpio into lighter territory in Sagittarius. And Venus in Sagittarius loves to feel wild and free. Venus, the planet of love, right? Relationships, money. So travel might be on your mind. It might be incredibly restorative under this alignment. And boy, I feel like I need to catch my breath. So plan a fun outing or a getaway to make the most of the energy. Get together with friends like we were talking about a minute ago. This is the time to do it. Lighten up. Things have been heavy. On December 30th, which is Saturday, Jupiter, Big Daddy Jupiter, stations direct after being retrograde since September. And when Jupiter stands stations direct, we receive a burst of abundant energy. I'm ready. Be on the lookout for all the ways you are loved, you are cared for, and provided for. The universe and God are on your side. Jupiter is the planet of expansion, so something in our awareness may be expanded on this day so we can review and assess. Our financial situation may be on our mind. This is a great energy to get organized, you know, clean it up, look at your budget. Sorry, that could be fun. And to think about ways to improve the health of your finances. As Jupiter is in Taurus, an earth sign at this time, this is doubly true. We may also receive some news on the world stage in regard to global financial markets. Looking into 2024, uh, for there's a lot of cosmic alignments focusing on balance, 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 coming back into balance. We may feel pushed or pulled in two opposing directions, but the end result is helping us find that middle ground. Technology and finance, technology and finance are going to be big themes in 2024, and these areas will be magnified all through the year. We may see radical shifts in the global financial markets and to the world of technology. We may even see the, these two worlds collide with more countries adopting the idea of digital currencies. Man, I was talking to a client about that yesterday. That should be a show sometime. Relationships are also going to be a big theme in 2024. And it seems we're being guided to really peel back the layers and discern what relationship dynamics are healthy and which ones are no longer serving us. We may feel this interchange between a need for autonomy and independence with companionship and feeling supported by others. So I always say balance, balance, you know, really learn, learn some tools, you know, pay attention to yourself. We have some beautiful alignments happening this year too that can help spread peace and healing. Oh, yes, yes, please. 
both of which our planet needs and we personally need. And finally, 2024 is a number eight year in numerology, which is a number that represents fortune, symmetry, and infinity. We are infinite beings, but our time here on the planet is not infinite. So I recommend you make the most of the time that you have. Every day is a gift. Don't take it for granted. And don't discredit the impact that you and your light have on others and the world around you. I hope you're feeling excited for what's coming up. And one last thing for those that follow Chinese astrology, it will be the year of the dragon. And uh, we'll talk more about that closer to the Chinese New Year. So, woo! I actually feel kind of hopeful. I'm kind of excited about what's coming up. And uh, so with that beautiful introduction, I have Dr. Amy Stark. She is my guest today. She's a clinical psychologist based in Santa Ana, California. She received her doctorate from the California School of Professional Psychology in San Diego. And she is best known for her work with children in high conflict divorce situations. Dr. Stark is the author of seven books, including three about self-esteem, Whole Heart for Girls, Whole Heart for Young Women, and Whole Heart for Boys, helping children feel good about themselves. And she facilitates Whole Heart for Girls self-esteem workshops for Girl Scouts of Orange County and other groups. Dr. Stark has been interviewed by Oprah and published by Reader's Digest. And now look, she's on the original Loretta Brown Show. It just goes up from there. We will be discussing her beautiful little book, You Are More Than a Primer for Finding Light in Your Heart. Welcome to the show, Dr. Stark. It's so great to have you here. It is great to be here. I was thinking, uh, I was talking about spreading the light around in that astrology report, and I went, oh, this is a beautiful day for you to be here. And I'm showing those that are watching on YouTube on um, her beautiful book. I This really is a lovely children's book. Uh, before we get into that too far, though, um, uh, Dr. Stark, um, can I call you Amy or Dr. Stark? Oh, you can call me Amy. That's fine. Thank you. I'll call you Amy. You can call me Loretta. That's perfect. <laughs> That's like we're um, having coffee. I, I know I, I I I very much honor your credentials and we'll call you that. I don't have a problem, but I just felt like I wanted to draw closer to you. Yeah, I wanted, wanted to connect a little bit. Um, if you wouldn't mind, I was asking you before the show, how did you get into what it is that you're doing? Well, you know, when you work with children, because so many parents don't stay together, and we're on to what second or third generation family divorces now. Um, you end up dealing a lot with family law, and so um, I started doing that. And uh, my goal is at this point, I spend a lot of time trying to help kids who have lost touch with one parent during the divorce uh, proceedings and help them reconnect. Um, and then help parents learn that they have to work together, um, even if they're separated, because you have a child to raise and they got to meet their developmental milestones and their life cannot be just about your divorce. Um, and so I started doing that. And out of that came, I've got to help these kids heal. I've got to help them meet developmental milestones. That's where the books started, um, because kids need to learn that they come out of the box they're lovable. You don't got to prove it. You don't got to do anything. You're lovable. 
And then because of my other work, then I saw, wow, kids are connected to each other, to the planet, to anything. We got to work on that. And that's where you are more than came out of. Well, so. um, you said so much right there. I, I have observed, um, you know, during the last, uh, during the uh, last three to four years since 2020 and the pandemic, right? Like I do a lot of work. I, as well as doing uh, Reiki and all of the things I do, I'm a mental health counselor for the state of Washington, right? So um, I have literally watched isolation at really being a problem. And, and like you said, this disconnection. So talk a little bit more about that. Like what is the importance of connection what happens when we don't? Well, you know, when people, sometimes kids get to the point, I've actually had kids say to me, well, I'm used to not being around that other parent. So I just don't need to, want, I don't need to do it. And I'm like, they do not see long range implications the way I do. I'm like, you may feel this way now, but in five, 10 years, we know that from research, um, this is gonna be a disaster. And, and they disconnected from one parent during COVID or the, the separation and divorce breakup of the parent parental relationship. Then they disconnected from their peers because think about it, their entire relationship was um, Fortnite, Roblox, Minecraft, um, you know, all the games they play, gaming where you talk to each other and the language is incredibly bad that they use. Um, and sitting across from someone playing in circles where they had to play shadow tag because they couldn't touch because you can't because oh. you're broken. Um, and during those times that they need to form social relationships and work on social things, they weren't together to be able to do that. And so now everything is, oh, you text, you send pictures, you do whatever. I had a kid in here yesterday and I said, the rule is in your family, phones and everything goes down when you eat. Sorry, you need to connect at the time. You don't need to be doing this. And the kid got tearful. Oh, I can't, I can't. Why can't I do? Because you need to connect with your parent, you know? And and asking that was like, I took the oxygen out of the room. Um, and the kids spend five, six hours a day on the YouTube, on the thing. That is not connection. Wow. And when you say, go outside. When was the last time you went outside? Oh, Dr. Amy, I don't go outside. Well, well what about riding your bike? Oh, I, I don't ride my bike. Wow. That's scary to me. You do know what, you know, so I have a garden outside my office area here where I raise monarchs because someone's got to do it. And, and um, Western bluebirds also have come here mysteriously. So I have all the plants and everything and I start out everything. I meet them outside. We talk, we ground, we look around what's new, what's different, what's blooming. Is there a bluebird? Is there a, a cocoon? What What's going on here? Because Otherwise, they don't even do that ever. Wow. I love this conversation. This is a much needed conversation. I had someone in my office the other day who is uh, works in the uh, public school system. And she, she made a comment to me, something to the extent of um, kids are no longer curious. Where is their curiosity, right? Because they're constantly have they've got so much information being fed to them and they don't have any outlet for like what you said, let's just go look at a cocoon, right? Let's go into the garden. Let's go um, look at the sky or something. What would you say about that? Cause you can also disagree with that comment. 
Well, I, you know, I, I wouldn't disagree with that comment because I think everything's on what's on YouTube. How many likes do you have? Uh, what does that mean? Oh my gosh. If you don't like what your friend said, they don't like you. What does that mean? Do they block you? Do they unlike you? The social pressure on the social media is scary uh, to me. Yeah. And it's so removed because you can say nasty things about someone. You're not even seeing them. Okay. Let's write whatever you want. Um, and, and I think there's also a lot of loneliness. I yeah. think kids are on it because they're not connecting in other ways. I think parents should put their cell phones down at night and spend some quality time processing and talking with their kids every day. You know, how important is Instagram? Why don't you spend five minutes with your kids saying, what happened to that test? Or what happened to that friend? And what's going on with that? And what what are you thinking of? And, and help them instead of right back, oh, we're right back on our devices. Um, we're not reading a book. We're not doing imaginative play. When I bring, I have, I get to play for a living. It's so great. So I, so I have my Barbie Malibu house and I whip around and I, and I show like you play Barbie has a job, you know, she did. And, and kids have never played that way because, you know, oh, we buy a Barbie doll with a new outfit. So you don't get attached. When I grew up, we had one Barbie. We had a case. We brought our little Barbie over to our friend's house and played apartment and get, you know, a life and a job and all that stuff. We that's we, we, we played that. And what we didn't have, we pretended we didn't, you know, it's, uh, you know, today it's like, where's the hot tub? What do you mean? Where's a hot tub? Pretend there's a hot tub. It's over there. They don't know how to do that. You know, and they don't know how to have, here's my doll. I took care of her. I took care of her. I saw my Barbie. I took care of her. You're not going to get another doll. You can buy another outfit and tell me this wonderful outfits way back in the day. I mean, yeah. you know, they've kind of wrecked it. Here's a new doll. Here's a new doll. Here's a new doll. So there's no sense of, oh my God, this is my Barbie, you know, and I take care of her and I take her over to the friends and we play. I have to show kids how to do it. They have never done it before. Wow. So it's a huge, huge disconnect. And, and then because of that, if you're not connecting to to your heart, to each other, to the earth and knowing we're all connected to each other, we are in trouble if we don't start to address this, which is why I thought I better start writing about it because it, it needs to open up a conversation. And when parents read it, they're going to be reminded. Yeah. Um, so I still have my Barbie and the box. I still have the carrier. Um, and we used to, one of our funnest things was to take mom's scrap material and make clothes for our Barbie. Yeah. So I still have all those old little, you know, cause I didn't know how to sew. I just know how to cut with scissors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. Playing is so important. This ability to, like you say, you don't have to have it all there. The hot tub is there. Make it up. Come yeah. Up yeah and it's over here. And what are you going to be? And the kid thinks about it. I don't know. I said, pick something teacher, whatever. Oh, well, I don't have the outfit. You can be you can have Barbie and here you are. She's going to be a doctor. You know, you, anything sky's the limit. What do you think she could be? Let's have, make or let's make her the president. Oh, that'd be uh, amazing for our country. Let's, let's make that happen. So, you know, you just, you just have to think it and you, you can imagine it and make it so. And when I bring out the toys, lots of kids have never done, they don't know the toys should talk. And a kid wants to come in and I said, Oh, and I had my car talk and he ran out to the waiting room at the end. He says, dad, we got to play this great game. And he taught me. Wow. Wow. Like, oh, I grew up just doing that. So a lot of parents don't know how to play with their kids. 
No, they don't. They hand them their phone. Ah, uh, here, okay. play on my phone. Sometimes, which is disastrous, because I had a kid once say to a parent, "You got to have pictures on there. I need. I don't need to see. If you do, put them in a separate password, please. Let me show you how to do it. I can't unsee what I just saw." So you know, it is pass their phone over. They don't think what's on it. What nothing. Their kids can find stuff they shouldn't see, and that's not. When I was a kid, my mom said, "Bring your library book." Now I say that and kids go, what? You mean a chapter book? So, you know, we, we've really got to get back to some basic things of can we be, can, can we remember we live on a planet that we have to take care of? Yeah. Can remember, we, we, we got to go outside and look and see what season is it? I decorate my office and my hair for every season. You know, it's, <laughs> it's winter now. Let's talk about what happens in winter. I have a fairy garden outside. It's got a skating rink. It's got all the stuff on it. Let's remember what season it is. The flowers kind of died down. What happens in winter? Even in California, we have winter. So let's look at this. Let's understand this. Let's be aware of the planet. Let's be aware of problems on the planet because we're connected. Hello. <laughs> it's not that, you know, the planet's going to die. It'll kick us off. There's a, there, there, you know, Mother Nature bats last. So, you know, you just think, hello, we got to take care of things. We got to pay attention. We got to tune in. And if we're on Fortnite or um, alternate reality stuff, you, you don't remember we're here and we got some stuff we can fix so easily if we just focus in and be aware that what you do or what we all do connects all of us all of us in an energetic circle and we want it to be a positive connection where we can look where we can have respect for our differences and find our commonalities yeah. and find that love in our heart for everything and ourselves you know um being connected or being disconnected um you know i'm thinking that when when we have all these games going on this alternate reality i honestly had a parent come in this is several years ago who shared with me how proud he was of his son that he had made some sort of level on one of those alternate reality things and in real life his his uh 12 year old son was having trouble you know, functioning in, you know, person to person or with life outside him. So I, I have a question for you. You're alluding to it. And I think everything is is there because I know parents are listening to this. And I also know that your book is your books are for children, but they're also for parents. So for parents that have been spending too much time on technology and they've gotten into this habit of just handing their phone to the kids or go do some game, you know, that keeps them out of my hair, whatever the deal it is. Do you have any advice as to how to kind of begin to come back from that? Do you just put it down? Do you, what, what advice would you give? I think we're all addicted to our devices. Okay. So yeah. we can't just we, we have to start putting it down and you start picking times when you can first the thing you do is create some structure. When are you going to be on it? When you aren't have a timeline, I can do it for this many minutes. Now, when dinner comes, we all put it down in the corner and no one picks it up. You know, you go into any restaurant, everyone in a family sitting there on a device, no one's talking and we all lose our connectivity with each other and the planet. If we're not putting it down, and starting to talk. And not only that, then people forget how to do it. Yeah. Take a look at how people forget how to have a phone conversation because they're texting. You know, you forget how to, you know, that's why I like to meet my friends in person. Like, no, we're gonna have lunch. We're going to talk. 
you know, and people need to start doing that. And, and what you do is you create some structure. Okay, during certain periods of time, there will be no phone. You know, an hour before kids go to bed, there is no phone because you don't make melatonin if you see the blue screen. And you've got to wind down. And kids go, oh, I can't keep it by my bed. No. Do you need to check your phone at 2 in the morning? Oh, my friend could be upset. Well, then they should get their parents up. You know, so, no, it gets plugged in in the kitchen. And if that doesn't, if that isn't honored, I guess it will be plugged in in your bed, your parents' bedroom. And you can explain why you're in there getting your phone. So, we need to start setting some limits so that it becomes something that's manageable instead of the phone manages us because, oh, what if we miss a text? I guess it will stay there till the next day. Nothing's urgent. We need to start doing that. That's how you manage it. You pick yeah. times and you go, okay, I got some structure. You don't say give, give it up entirely because like that's like saying don't eat anymore. <laughs> um, you know, you can't. So there's too many things. Schools, of, schools are including phones in there. Everybody has a phone all the time. So learn when to put it down and that it's okay and that you don't have to have it on all the time and learn how to get up and look at other things. And parents can model that and kids can all work on that together. You know, do some family projects all together, go outside, you know, plant a little garden, help feed the birds, plant some milkweed, help the monarch that, that's in dire need. It's, it's uh, on the endangered species list. So, you know, do, do, do something that you believe it. It's not like there's an, a, you know, a, a loss of problems in the world. Pick one, you know, and once a month, your family's going to go do a food drive or something that they think they can help other clean up the park, do something meaningful. So you teach your children to be community service oriented. So we're connected to each other and we're connected to the communities we live in. Yes. And that's what creates a more well-rounded kid who can use all this technology we have, but it doesn't take over. They're, and they don't have an inability to sustain and manage a relationship because AR, you can they do whatever you want, you know, but hello, a real relationship is a little bit trickier than that. Wow. I love everything you're saying. Really, really needs to be said. Um, we're going to take a little station break. I think this is the perfect time to do it. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with uh, Dr. Amy Stark. And we're, we're going to go in a little bit more into her book, uh, You Are More Than a Primer for Finding Light in Your Heart. And um, I love this conversation. Yeah, I love it. This is Loretta Brown. We'll be right back. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Blind, low vision, eyesight changing, you are not alone. 
Connecting with blind and low vision people can provide support and expand your understanding of what is possible. We are making our own choices every day, but we are also stronger together. To learn more, visit us on the web at blind.org. The National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Yeah, I love that song. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my amazing guest, my amazing guest, whatever I was trying to say, uh, Dr. Amy Stark, Ph.D., and uh, I want to remind people that these shows are recorded. They're in the archives for 1150 KKNW, 1150 AM. You can go and find them under the original Loretta Brown Show. And we're also on iTunes Podcast One, uh, X, Megaphone, uh, YouTube. I'm sure I've left something out. Yeah. Anyway, we're all over the place. You can find the show. You can download the show for free and listen to it over and over again. And today we are talking about children, honestly, and parents. And Dr. Stark has written a whole bunch of great books. Her book, You Are More Than, A Primer for Finding Light in Your Life. And this, her books are great. This is just a lovely book. It's a very uplifting we were talking about um, how the books are for parents as well as children. And during the break, I want to bring this out into the show. Um, I was saying to Amy that it it's apparent that a lot of parents don't know how to parent. <laughs> they don't know how to parent. So in the working with the children, you quite often are teaching the parents. Yes, because sometimes parents... Sometimes any parents get so involved in their conflict with the other parent that they're inadvertently uh, creating damage to their kid by not allowing their kid to reestablish a, a connection and realize that, you know, your kids are a combo of both of you and you want that, that to be your greatest hits, not the worst parts of you. And you don't want to say to your kid, oh, you can't do math just like your dad or you can't do this just like your... You want to find ways to uplift and celebrate the good in your kids that comes from either one of you. And you also need to be aware that you got to connect with your kid in order to correct. I, I always say that you got to connect to correct. And, and, you, and you need to correct because if you don't teach your kids structure, they can't internalize the structure and create it in their life. And you need structure, morning routines, evening routines, showing up at a job, doing all the stuff you need to. That's what you're you're taught in your formative years from one to 18. And the parents need to focus less on their conflict with each other and more on are we preparing our kids to go out and be successful in life? And some of that involves the word no. No, you cannot do that. Or sometimes it's not yet. Can't do that now. But, you know, if you do this, this and this, I'm willing to consider it. And there needs to be some actual consequences. You know, you have to take something sometimes. I don't believe in hitting. I believe in talking, you know, working things through, timeouts, regroup, do-overs, you know, and and those are ways to teach your kids how to work through conflict. Yeah, I um, was thinking, you know, and I I talked to Amy about this during the break that that I had a a client a while back who said that she just could not say no to her child, could not say no, so. If they want something, they just get louder and louder. And the consequences of that 
excessively permissive parenting or lack of guidance parenting, right? Yeah, yeah. And you end up with a kid who doesn't know how to get along with other people, how to compromise, how to share, how to work together, um, how to create connections in their relationships, how to work through conflicts. They know nothing because they're used to getting their way. And sometimes their way isn't the best thing for them. Sometimes also saying no teaches them how to keep yourself safe, how to know when something's wrong, how to know when to stop, how to set internal, internal limits, and how to make sure you get what you need to get done first. Instead of go home and be up all night video gaming, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's going to get you, you through school. And now it's become an addiction. So you got to, in fact, it is a DSM-5 code. So, you know, yeah. gaming. It's like, it's it's come to that. So we have to kind of watch what we're all doing because we are all influenced by that. It's not just the kids, it's the adults. If you say, take the phone away, they're like, oh, you know, people call <laughs> frequently, oh my God, my phone went down. I don't have my schedule. I'm like, well, I have a paper schedule. On my <laughs> yeah, I've had people admit they don't know people's phone numbers. I'm like, you should have a few phone numbers in your head. Um, yes, you should. And I tell should. kids, I make kids do that. In my practice, I say to parents, no, you need to, I ask their kids, that, do you know your kids' phone numbers? No. What do you mean you don't know your kids' phone numbers? They need to know yours. You need to know theirs. You need to memorize them. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your beautiful book, You Are More Than, a primer for finding light in your heart. And I, I just, number one, I love the illustrations. I, I just... I read this book and I, I went, wow, it's great. Um, it starts out, I'm not going to read the whole book, right? I want people to get it. But it starts out, you are more than the things you have, the family you love, the sports you enjoy. And um, you get into this, you go into feelings, right? Yes, yes. And I want to talk about that because so many people don't know what to do with feelings and do kids have feelings and what is the importance of them connecting to their feelings talk about that for a little bit sure well you know kids sometimes people freak out oh i'm angry stop the car you know oh my gosh i'm angry that means we can't we can't have this feeling again uh-oh don't make my kid angry i'm like wow if, if your kid doesn't get angry and work through a no and work through how to handle that you're going to get a bunch of no's in life. Sorry, even if the parents don't do it, then the school will, then law enforcement will. You're just going to move it to another source to make sure your kid does comply. But but it also doesn't teach your kids. Sometimes there's a no. All right, I'm disappointed. I kind of wanted this. This is what I thought I needed. Okay, now I got to accept it. I'm going to you know regroup, come back, talk about how upset it makes me, and then focus on the next thing. They don't learn those steps if we don't teach them. Or if your kid is sad about something, wow, you're sad. Okay, let's talk about that. Not like, oh my God, avoid any situation that makes you sad. But how do you handle that feeling and then move on to the next feeling and help yourself still feel good and lovable no matter what? So a feeling should, should be, wow, how do you feel about that? I ask kids that all the time. How was your day at school? How did you feel? What is, can I teach parents to do that? Because yeah. how can you have a meaningful discussion? Normally it's, how was school? Okay, what did you learn? Nothing. What did you like about school? Lunch? What did you eat? I can't remember. What do you have memory loss? Of course you remember what you had for lunch. It's ridiculous. So let's hear what you ate. Here's what I ate. What did you eat? You know, um, 
or lots of kids in my practice will say, because they know I forget to drink water during the day. Sometimes I'm like busy and whatever. And this little kid will come in. Have you hydrated today? <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. <laughs> hydrated. <laughs> yeah, she says that's the word. She goes, Dr. Stark, have you hydrated today? <laughs> yes, I have hydrated. I've got my water right here. She goes, let's stop and take a water break. It's so funny. <laughs> That's you know, darling, actually. Yeah, that stupid water fountain, you know, that, the most ridiculous, the revolting water comes out of it, germy <laughs> to the end, whatever. So we didn't have the water bottles that we take. So, you know, okay, kids do that. But but feelings are really important. And feelings also, and feelings expressing them and being yeah. understood creates a connection. And yeah. I tell kids, they go, you're not listening to me. I'm listening fine. I'm not agreeing with you. There's a difference between listening to what you have to say and thinking it's best for you. Because when you're treating people the way you're treating people in your family and you go out into the world, guess what? That's not going to work. And someone has to tell you that. So, yes, I hear that you don't want to do this thing I'm asking you to do. But the court and other people want you to do it anyway. So let's find a way to get it done and be okay about it. Because that's the thing you're going to see in life over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, you know, these things show up. Um I'm thinking about um, my clients who have teenagers who are drug addicts, right? At the age of 13 or 14, 15, right? And there's a real problem. I don't know, you know, we're up here in the Seattle area. And um, for me, it's extremely sad that um, I don't know where the parents have been. I don't know what's going on with the kids, but this feeling of being lost. I always call them the lost children. They feel lost to me. So this, it's probably more complicated than what I'm going to say, but this disconnection or this seeking for connection, I don't know if you can even comment on that. Like if you've got, if your kids are, are dabbling into drugs, where do, you, where do you go? What do you do? Well, right? addiction is a slippery slope and that's a whole other yeah. separate conversation. But, you know, you... <clears throat> When you are connected, addiction is an addiction, and sometimes it's family history, and that became the way. And you, you, you know, turned on the light, and uh oh, uh, the light's on, and you got to get some immediate treatment. Um, and it, it involves multi-family member treatment. It can't just be yes. Send the kid away, fix the kid. Now the problem solved. Ooh, no, 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 it is not. But but <clears throat> sometimes people do what they do to make themselves numb and not have to have feelings and not feel lonely, lost, sensitive, all those feelings, because we haven't taught them how to cope with those feelings and that those feelings give us important information. And sharing those feelings yes. with people who care about us makes them understand us better. It's not gonna make a, a, a no change to a yes, but it's gonna help people understand what's important to you. And mm -hmm. that's why we share feelings, not because it's going to change the outcome of something, but because that makes people understand us and it makes us understand them. And that connection is everything. We need that with each other, with the planet, with our heart light, you know, so that we can see and love people around us and be free to do that and be free to know feelings are okay. And you can have a different life when you do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, connecting to your heart light, um, your feelings, you know, this connection, like I, I want to read just a little bit out of your book here. You go, be the light. You are the light of love everywhere you let it shine. 
when you feel the positive energy inside you and all around you, you have found something magical. You are more than what you have. You are a part of the magic and love we can share on our planet. And then I have to show the picture because I'm the I'm the gal that always wanted to go to the library so she could read us a book and show us the picture. And uh, I am grateful my parents read to me at night. So this light, the light of love, this ability to recognize that within the self and then share it. I mean, we're talking to children, right? Yes, we are. And, yes. we're, and, we're, and their parents. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because they need to find it too. People get so busy, they forget, connect, regroup, yeah. and feel that energy that comes from being outside, from being thrilled, from making a positive connection with something. That is meaningful energy. The energy of being still and just oh, breathing and still and looking outside and looking within. And then something happens and you feel this energetic force and you're like, wow. I, I can, I can feel this a lot in different ways. When I do good for someone, when I go out in the world and help, when I also am just quiet and sitting inside and sitting inside myself and spending time focusing. So there's multiple ways to get there. And when you've got that, when you take that energy out in the world, it makes you a more observant, present person. And that's what changes the world around you by all the interactions that you have. So by making this connection, how does this help finding purpose and meaning to life? Because I think you're right on top of it here. Yeah, because I think when you are connected to the energy of the earth, to what's going on outside, when you realize, wow, you know, I, wow, like me, I could, I could do something about monarchs. I'll plant milkweed. Here it is, milkweed and pollinator plants. Here it is in pots. Anyone can do it. I can take care of this problem. When you can do that, it makes you feel like, wow, okay, what I, I'm part of what's going to make a difference on this planet instead of what the news shows. I, I'm yes. part of what's going to make a difference on this planet and make it a better place. Wow, that kind of feels good. I, I want that feeling more and more and more. And you get it just by being aware and going, oh, I can find that connection to myself. That's an important thing. And now because of that, I'm going to go out into the world and be filled with that. And every interaction, people are going to somehow sense that, whether I place it there or not, it's ever present. Yeah. And it goes yeah. out and changes things. Well, and I love it's your heart light, right? Yes, so, it is. Back to that old Neil Diamond song from ET, you know, turn on your heart light. It, I it's love kind of it. like that. Find the light in your heart, because if you can find that and find that feeling that goes with it, yeah. you can take it anywhere. It's portable. Yes, and I'm also thinking about, you know, frightened children, lonely children, confused children, children who don't even know how to connect. I'm thinking, honestly, I'm complimenting you, and I'm just so glad you're doing your work. But can you share with us, and I don't know how you can share this, but can you share with us some of the changes maybe that you've seen with children going from disconnected to connected? Well, I think... Um it helps them be able to know that they're okay, that they're lovable, that they can find their feelings and talk about them. And eventually, even for some kids, when I, when I can't get their family to, to change, I get kids to manage and help their family. Yeah. Um, kids can get very philosophical. Okay, I can see that this is the situation. And what this is what I need to do to interface with it. 
teens are good. I do that a lot with teens. If they have, you know, little young kids, I'm like, okay, how are we going to cope? What are we going to do? And I, sometimes I can get the parents to create some changes for them, which is good. So, but when kids have that, they kind of go, oh, I, I can do this. And these things are important and I, and they can even think about what's important. Cause sometimes when I ask kids, what do you want to do? Even in junior high, they have no idea. They haven't been thinking about that. They've been thinking about Minecraft. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, you might want to start thinking about what are you interested in? Look out in the world. What, what kind of problem would you like to solve? Cause there's some tremendous things kids have done and you can sometimes see them on the internet and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, not there's amazing kids on this planet and how do they get there you know they're like wow you're resilient you know you want resilience so you can land on your feet you know you're okay you you know how to connect you know how to communicate and and you can be a different presence out in the world and figure out wow what am i gonna what am i gonna do here i'm here on the planet for a reason and when parents don't even talk to kids about that and i'm the first one that said it they're like i don't know like that's even a novel concept for them that there could be here to do something. And I'm like, wow, we all need to find our purpose because that's what can change this planet is finding our purpose and going out in the world and going, oh, let me solve this. Yeah. Um, In your book somewhere you talk about, well, I actually love this page. Remember, breathe, help others, right? Yeah. And you're, you're talking about it, you know, when we help others, you know, those act small and big things of kindness and also help the planet. I th- we connect and we do get a sense of purpose. I think it's true. Yes, right? we do. And, and we just yeah. have to have that idea out there again for people to be reminded. It's like, oh, yeah, that I remember that from a long time ago. And then you have to think now that you've been reminded, how are you going to put that into action? You know, what does that mean? Look around, find something meaningful, even if it's you say, I don't have time, even if it's once a month. Okay, I'm going to volunteer for this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to pick pick the one thing that you want to do and get it done and go, I kind of feel better that I did that. And it was worth the energy that I took to to drive there and go do that and whatever. And it made me feel good and connected to other people because I did something meaningful. And then sometimes you have some really meaningful interactions that you didn't think you would have because you took the time to sit down and talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. I think it's vitally important. I really do. Even if if you're just doing some something kind, um, I actually uh, your your book. Like I said, it's a it's a. What age group is this for? I, I say it's E for everyone. Um, okay, thank cause, you. Yes, <laughs> because I think everyone can read it and get something out of it. Because it's it, it's supposed it's meant to in, remind and inspire. Yeah. Well, I I looked at it and I read through it and it by the time I got done with it, it had somehow centered me and brought me into my heart and, and that light, which is really kind of how I go through life. Well, I think people should buy the book and just read it every day, whether you have kids or not. <laughs> it, it just takes a, a couple of minutes to get through the whole thing and then you can look at the beautiful illustrations. But um I love it. I, I, like I said, I am sharing parts of your book because it's just so lovely. You say in here, remind yourself every day that you are a part of the love on the planet. Wow. The love on the planet. So 
many people are come to me and I'm saying, is this planet a safe place, a lovely place, an ugly place, an unsafe place? Uh, I think it's this is such a great, powerful statement. Remind yourself every day you are part of the love on the planet and let your light shine everywhere you go. Make a difference by knowing that when you find your connection to everything, you can find your purpose because you are more than all that. You are part of our connection to the light and to each other. And then you say, be the light. Be the light. <laughs> I I don't know if you want to comment on that, but I just love that so much. I, I just wanted to share it with the listening audience and give them a teaser into the beautiful work that you do. Oh, yeah. thank you. It's, it's yeah. very important for people to find this. And that's why I was inspired to write it because I thought, what is missing? What, what and how can we steer yeah. the, the ship around the other way here by yeah. reminding people? And then if people are reminded, they can find creative, enlightened ways to take that out into the world and, and change things around. And even if you change things around where you are, it will change the planet. It will. Yes, it will. I, I'm a firm believer. Um, you know, uh, when I was little, I went to church. We used to sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Right. And, and then we'd be like, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. So this, I, I just love this idea. Um, so you also like, we're alluding a little bit to this work that you do with, um, you know, when, uh, people are getting divorced and their children, but I wanted to ask you, um, on your website, you talk about a therapy dog. Do you have a therapy dog? Yes, I do. I currently have Spencer Tracy, a white uh, golden doodle. It's the first time I haven't had a standard poodle. I have a golden doodle. And um, in fact, he was here previously, had come over. So you saw a little white tail in the back. I did. I was yeah, like, I, yeah, I that have was to. Because he came <laughs> chicken on his mom. That's his job. Um, <laughs> but, you know, kids just, he sits, his job is to sit with kids on the couch and snuggle and you know, help people and be a part of it and just help people ground and center, you know, cause you can get that from an animal. That's another way you can get there. You know, you just ground yourself, you pet, you stop for just a moment. He'll, he will come over and remind me like he did. Hey, okay. I'm here yeah. Ground yourself, ground yourself. And he yeah. does that throughout sessions and he does that everywhere we go. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. a trained service dog. So I take him a lot of places and, and he's just got a great soul. He has, uh, even the breeder said, he has soulful eyes. He does. <laughs> he does. He's just a little love boy. So he lets his little heart, heart light shine. Yes, he does. I love it. <laughs> yes, he does. I love that. Yeah. So are you getting feedback from people after they've read your book? Is anybody giving you feedback? Um, people have said it's inspirational. I know a company that keeps it by their first aid kit because they think if you're having a bad day, maybe you should read it and ground and center yourself and try over. Um, I had a teacher read it to her class every day for a month. Oh. And, and she said, she wrote, thank you for um, sharing your heart with us. So I've gotten some really nice comments. Wow, I love what you just said. She read it to them every day for a month. I, I, I said it earlier, but everybody, you should just get this book. Do it with yourself. Read it every day for a month and let us and know what happens. And then see what the difference is. It's, it, yeah. just, it just reminds you. It reminds you. And when I when I wrote it, I was reminded. It's like 
oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's stuff you know, and for some reason you get busy. And sometimes if you're not conscious and mindful, you, you forget. Yeah, yeah. So I want to go back to something that you said before the show began, and I think you were telling me somewhere along the line, you're from Minnesota, is that Minnesota. right? Minnesota, yeah, that's Min- <laughs> Thank you for that. I was wanting that. And <laughs> somewhere along the line, you told your mother you were going to California and work with children. And um, yeah, I was in fourth grade. I did the state report in California, and I and I and I said, "Mom, I'm going to live there, and I'm going to work with children." That's that's. I just knew that's what my calling was, and I came out here for graduate school, and and the weather's warmer, and uh, I stayed. <laughs> yeah, it's warmer. Yeah. So where can people find you and what do you hope that people take away from your book? We may have already covered it and from the work you do. Well, uh, people, my website is dramystark.com. Uh, my book is available on at Barnes and Nobles. You can order it there and you can also get it at amazon.com along with the rest of my books. And um, people can always reach me by my website, dramystark.com. And what I hope people get from this is the awareness that they need to continue to be mindful and be reminded of their purpose and the love that they have in them and how this could make them have a different, more purposeful life. Because even if you don't have the job of the year, you can still find purpose with the things you do outside your job or by doing your job in a certain way and being open to the sacred conversations you have with people at the job that are also meaningful. So you just have to remember to find that purpose. And I'm hoping that people will remember to find their heart light, to find their connection, to look for a way to to create things differently and to know that heart light will go with them everywhere once they've opened the door. I love that. I was also thinking about something I said earlier that, you know, all of us adults have we have our wounded little child. We have that aspect of us that probably needed what Amy is doing with children now. We, it is for us also. It is for us. And I'm thinking, I want to just say this because, you know, the stars are in alignment. Even as adults, we need to play. We need to have fun. We need to laugh. We need to connect and we need to get outside your ideas of the family going out and doing it or, you know, because you work with these high conflict situations where many times when people are getting divorced, they're like, I just want to erase that person, you know, and they need to be aware of of what's going on um, with themselves and with their children. 